everybody. Welcome back to the Create Radio Show. Um, we've got an awesome guest for you guys today, and we're going to be talking about what's happened in the past year. Let's give it a go. Thank you, Kyler, for that awesome intro. And uh, that's Kyler Clap. I forgot to On to my side. We've got producer Chris, Chris mixing the faders. I'm Jason Evans. And uh, unfortunately, Kyle Lee is not with us today. Uh, you know, he had one of those dreaded... <laughs> <laughs> he had one of those dreaded after-school meetings uh, that was unavoidable. So uh, Kyle is with us in spirit. I'm sure he'll have comments next week. But uh, it's just the three of us today, everybody. Sorry to disappoint you, Martha. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Kyle's mom's name? No, it's a a quote from the Grinch. (laughs) Oh man! Well, it's been it's been a week. Uh, We are in March, and uh, we're a day before our first gathering in person. How's it going for you guys? This year has gone by so fast. I'm shocked. Yeah, you mean like the year of 2021? Yeah, yeah. It is. It is crazy. Do you guys have anything exciting happen in the last week? No? Moving on? Yeah, let's move <laughs> on. Man. We're just boring yeah. millennials. Yeah, sometimes you just get in the groove of life and uh, life seems unspectacular. You I'm know? trying, yeah, I'm trying to figure out my routine, so everything's kind of boring. Like, are you trying to create a new routine? Or? Yeah, I'm just trying to, I feel like I had a pretty one going at the beginning of the year that was like an experiment, mm-hmm. and then I slacked off February and March. I mean, March is, you know, we're we're still early in March. You no, can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, I'm going to get back into the flow of things. Yeah. But You know, that's usually, I think everyone probably tries to reestablish routines mm-hmm. after the first of the year and, and all that. And uh, for me, it's, I've been traveling so much with work that all my routines have just gone out the wayside. And so right. you try to keep right. them, you try to keep them activated, um, but then you just feel bad whenever you don't do what you normally do, like mm-hmm. your body and your mind feel it. It's it's pretty crazy, um, but kind of on that idea of routine, let's go ahead and talk. We're, we're a week now into March, yes. and uh, you know we made a big deal in February about dropping our social medias, and uh, I know we, we've talked about it kind of off air. We've, we've dabbled a little bit in getting back online. Um, what's that been like for you guys? For me, I was excited to get back on because I had a couple posts, a couple, like some content I was really looking forward to post, mm-hmm. and... Uh, uh, literally the first day I was on it, I was scrolling through and I, I saw a worship leader, like a really famous worship leader who's my age, like post something really cool and comparison got me so bad. Uh, and I was like, I remember why I got off this yeah, app yeah. and it wasn't like, it's just, it's, I don't know. Like, I, did you have all the, all the thoughts, all the thoughts, yeah. like in a span of five seconds, it was like, wow, that could be you, but you did this. And like, wow, why isn't that you? Like you worked this and yeah. this is what, and I was like, I was like, stop. I'm right where the Lord wants me to be. And it's so dumb that an Instagram post made me feel like this. Yeah. Um, so I posted my content, got off and got off the app and I just, I'm going to hop off it again yeah. probably soon. Cause yeah. it's just, I don't need it. I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Chris, what about you? I'm the same way. I, I mean, now I kind of look at it at a more healthy rate than I did before. Yeah. Of course, like stuff like Twitter, I'm not getting on it again. 
because there's just it's too depressing after you get on it for a while. True. <laughs> but like Instagram stuff like that, like I would be scrolling in the past and like next thing I know, thirty minutes has passed. I'm yeah. like, oh shoot, I've been on this home yeah. screen for thirty minutes. And now mm-hmm. I'm I'm on there maybe ten minutes a day. Yeah. Can so. I can I ask you guys in the and this is I guess pre February, like when you guys would hang out on Instagram, like would you search things? Like did you were you just like were you or was it just your feed was so full that it, you would scroll that long? For me, it was kind of both. Like for, I mean, majority of the time, it was just me surfing the homepage. Other times, it'd be me looking up tags of different like effects or something. I yeah. want to see what other people create, but mainly it's just staying on the homepage. What about you, Kyle? For me, normally there was enough content, but while I would be like scrolling through before bed, like I would just get on little thought trains like, oh, I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that actress is in that movie. What's that actress doing on Instagram? Okay. Oh, that actress's boyfriend is from that movie. Oh, well, let's see what he's then doing on just... Instagram. And it was just, and like Chris said, like an hour goes by and you're yeah. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that, that kind of fascinates me because like for me, Instagram has never been that that kind of tool. Like, yeah. you know, now when I was you guys' age, that was what YouTube was. You mm-hmm. know, it was like mm-hmm. you would you would watch a video and be like, oh, that person is in there. And then you'd, you knew you'd go down that rabbit hole. But like, I don't think I've ever like gone beyond just the home screen on Instagram unless there's some, you know, one specific person mm-hmm. that I needed to find or something. But uh, that's just an interesting thought. Uh, I told you guys off air, for me, it's like the, like getting on and like, I, I quickly realized I don't miss anything. Like, you know, uh, I guess if I missed anything, it was somebody's Instagram story just because of the time. And, you know, so I don't even know what I miss, which is, you know, freeing. But like, it's just the the habit of just if you have downtime of picking up your phone, like just like by by logging in Instagram once, like suddenly I just had that like habitual like, oh, you know, I've got a little bit of downtime. Let me see right. what's on there now. Mm-hmm. Let me. And so like that's, I've you know, I feel like that's something I can overcome, but that's like the the pool. You know, it wasn't just about what content that I missed, but it's like I have free time. Let me pick up my phone and and figure out how to use it. So that'll be the challenge moving forward, you know? Yeah, same. Like last night, I, I intended to work out. I got home from work pretty late and I popped on Instagram to see how one of my posts is doing and 30 minutes later, it's too late for me to work out because, you know, mm-hmm. my heart rate would have a hard time settling down. And so I just took five years off my life because I decided to scroll through Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, I mean, those are the, the challenges. Like, that's why it's I think we've talked and I'm sure our listeners are tired of hearing it or they totally agree one or the other. Um, but it's the challenge of social media that I think we're I, I think people are just slowly realizing is that it's it's not just the time suck. It's not just the, you know, the comparison game, but there are like real like mental and physical oh, health yeah. mm-hmm. things that, that are involved with it. And um, I mean, I, I think and I'm not saying you, you in particular, but if like someone misses a chance to do physical activity or misses a chance to actually engage in a dinner with someone because they're just sitting there scrolling mm-hmm. like that's not healthy, like period, right? Right, right, like, right. And so, and then we can add the spiritual component to it as well and find a, a myriad of reasons why maybe we, we use social media too much. But, um, you know, I don't, it's, it's just been a good test. I think February was, was a good opportunity for people if they, if they really stayed off of it to, to see how it affects them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just hope moving forward, it's, I, I, I just think it's like anything else. If you use it in moderation and if you can use the tool in a positive way, uh, you know, 
there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Like, but I just think it's the time that we spend on it that interferes with our ability to just interact with people and then interact with, with God. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's what we need to be most aware of, but um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. As the weeks unfold, (laughs) we may be here in another month. We'll be like, yeah, all I do is scroll Instagram now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, or the other way around. Uh, That's probably a better option (laughs) to just go dark forever. Um, but, uh, on the, (laughs) <laughs> anyway, like so on the recreate page, um, did we miss anything? Um <laughs> that's a dangerous question to ask. Uh, one thing we did miss was and I wish which next year I hope we can involve this more, but February was Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And just like we're kind of honoring and recognizing women creatives, I think it'd be really cool um to honor black creatives. Mm-hmm. Um which we we try to incorporate into our podcast. But other than that, nothing and i've got i've been going through like some artists we follow and seeing their content they've posted and um but other than that nope i think there's honestly no cons no logical cons to hopping off of instagram for a month Mm -hmm. Uh, you can justify it however you want but realistically there's there's none yeah unless you are such an influencer or your brand is so big that you're literally making you know, your livelihood off of it. Yeah. I mean, I I see a justification at that point, but otherwise just, you know, join the fun and miss out on everything. It's great. Yeah. You guys are the kids (laughs) eating pizza and we're the ones in the ball pit, like (laughs) hop in the ball pit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No social media. (laughs) Yeah. Just have fun. That's all we're saying. Have fun outside of your phone. Like, that's really all yeah. we're asking you to do. Life's Chuck E. Cheese and we're all just at a five-year-old's birthday party. That's so. right. Yeah. Wow. Make those connections however you want. Make it rock. You know, just <laughs> do with it what you will. But, hey, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, let's let's have our uh, this week's edition of Top 3. You guys ready? Top 3. Chris, uh, today you are bringing the Top 3. What do you got for I us? I am bringing the Top 3. Okay. Top 3. Favorite TV show slash movie quotes. Oh, gee. Oh. Yep. That's a tough one. <laughs> well, I know. I said one of one. Okay, I know one. Today? Yes. You, which one? Sorry to disappoint you, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to lick some up. So my number one favorite quote of all time is from the movie Dr. Strange Love, or How I Learned to Stop Caring and Embrace the Atomic Bomb. It's a great satirical movie by Stanley Kubrick, but there's a scene where they're in a military war room and two guys start fighting, like literally fighting, and the president yells out, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. I just love it. That's a good one. I love it. It's just one of my favorite lines because the irony. You can't fight in here. This is the war room. It's beautiful. Um, Another one would be Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Whenever one of the kids is doing something wrong and they're like, hey, help him, help him. And Willy Wonka just goes, stop. Don't, oh, yeah. don't do yeah. that. Don't, you know, <laughs> yeah. just step in. Yeah, it's Same. great. Um, so those. And then um, i trying to think there's some good TV ones. Um, one of the ones I always quote with my wife is if she asks me a question, I'll go, yes. And, you know, from Michael Scott mm. from The Office. Yeah. Um, so that's a good one. Or Yippers. Um, really like that. But... I'll think of a couple more probably. Kyler, what do you think? Um, one of them probably be Treat Yourself from, <laughs> there was a couple years ago, that was, if that was my religion. That was your justification <laughs> for was, buying anything? That was my, I guess, <laughs> mantra if I had one. But yeah, Treat Yourself. 
um, when Donna and I can't no, don't tell me from Parks and Rec where mm-hmm. Donna and Tom um embarrassing treat you. yourself date. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Um next one would be from Princess Diaries, um, where Julie Andrews is playing the queen and she says, um, a queen is never late. Everyone else is just merely early. <laughs> I also live my you, life you by live that. your life with that one. <laughs> um uh, uh, oh my gosh. Uh and then I say this one so often it hurts, but um, Cool Beans from Hot Rod. Cool Beans. Um, or the part where he says, like, life is short, stunt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. Those are good. Chris, what do you got? I got um, Stay Gold Pony Boy. Oh, stop. The outsiders. <laughs> the outsiders, huh? Such yeah, a good movie. That was a good movie. I need to watch it again. Um, second would be... From Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, <laughs> the strange things are afoot at the Circle K. All uh, right. that's, I say that every time I see that gas station. Um, <laughs> it's driving in his car by himself. <laughs> he says it to himself. He looks up in the <laughs> distance. <laughs> and the third would be um, from the movie Extreme Days, uh, Matt. He like Several times in the movie, he's just like, would you like a falafel with that? It's just like super random. Yeah. Just, it's, it's a good, good movie. Oh, Check it right. out if you haven't seen it. Those are good. I, I, good. A good movie quote or TV quote. You know, it's like you end up, they're so common in your vernacular. Mm-hmm. You know, that's great. So that's a good top three, Chris. This has been top three. That's a good edition of top three, but it's time to move on. Kyler, we have a wonderful guest in the studio today. And uh, why don't you tell us about her? Our guest this week is Madeline Isaac. She's a good friend of mine, and she's a video director at Victory Family Church in Norman, Oklahoma. She runs her own businesses, um, which include Magnolia Photographers and Shop Madeline Co. She loves to worship through music designing and creating video and photo content. She has some really great stuff to say, so here's an interview with Madeline. Welcome to the show. Hi. We're so glad to have you you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about yourself, like what you do, your job, etc. I'm 24. I live in Norman, Oklahoma, and I am the video director at Victory Family Church here. Um, Love to do photography, videography, um, and design stuff. And then I also like doing music stuff as well. Yeah, she's great. Love her work. And she's a great <laughs> piano player, singer, etc. Cool. So we're going to play a game of this or that just to learn just a smidge more about you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Number one, coffee or tea? Coffee. Movies or TV shows? Oh, TV. Oh, cool. Mountains or beach? Mountains. Books or podcasts? <laughs> Why does that one stump you? Probably podcast. Probably because neither. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. That's good. Um, Walmart or Target? Or something Target. else? Target. <laughs> walk or run for physical activity? Uh, walk. Nice. Spotify <laughs> or Apple Music? Spotify. Nice. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Nike. <laughs> <laughs> rain or sunshine? Um, Sunshine. Cool. Computer. Who would pick rain? I would kind of pick rain. I don't know. Oh, okay. Some people are moody, I guess. Sunshine's good, though. Um, computer or notepad? Like to take notes with? Computer. Nice. I figured so. I figure most media people are going to be like iPad, whatevs. Yeah. I do both. 
because I have to like cram it into my head. But, yeah, same. Yeah, mostly computers. Same, same, same. Cool. So what or maybe who kind of kickstarted your experience in the creative world? Like what kind of drove you to this whole whole mess? I feel like the first thing I can think of is my family was really creative growing up. Um, I feel like we were always like doing something with like construction paper or boxes. And so we were always like taught to like build stuff out of like nothing. Um, So I feel like that was like the base of my like creative I guess creativity. I almost said creativeness. Because <laughs> your mom's. Um, but. <laughs> isn't your mom, she does your photography business. Your mom, doesn't she do that with you? Yeah. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So there's lots of creative juices. But then I feel like the the thing that got me into like technical arts mm-hmm. was more. Um, I was just like making videos with my friends all the time, like little music videos. And then I ended up doing wedding videos and then it led me to doing church videos so cool yeah your wedding videos they're popping how have you come (laughs) across just being a woman in the creative world have you come across any obstacles like in regards to your gender and like what have you done to try to try to remove those from your life from your work sphere etc I feel like and I don't know if it's just me or if it is the pressures of it but I do, I do definitely feel like I have to prove myself as a woman yeah. um, videographer, just because um, I don't know. I feel like I'm always having to like share my like credentials or like prove that I know like um, specific things about video mm-hmm. because it seems like um, I don't know. It seems like I could just be like, oh, I don't know, um, like the technicals. I'm just like holding the camera. Right, right, right. Is there anything, maybe like a mindset or just like leaning on fellow peers who are also women um, in your department? Because there's, is there other women in your creative department? Yes. Yeah, I do think my church definitely makes the obstacles less because it is cool to see like, um, not just content creators being like women, but a lot of our department heads are women. So I feel like our um opinions are like being used in meetings like when you look at our meetings they are quite diverse like from all um backgrounds and so I feel like a lot of different opinions get brought up and that's super um important I will say one thing that (laughs) one like specific thing that comes to my mind is I've had in the past somebody like this is just an experience I had I was carrying in all this film equipment and they were like I was like setting up the camera like you could Mm -hmm. tell I was the videographer in that moment (laughs) but the person was like oh are you just here like to do the makeup and like yeah and so I feel like that just like little comments here and there of like yeah oh are you just here to do this or like hey don't don't forget to press record like acting like I don't know right 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 um I do feel like it is because of being a woman in like more of a techie position. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, How do you think the church and man, maybe just creators in general can be better about empowering women and breaking down those walls and those stereotypes, Mm -hmm. like you were saying about like, we're just here to do the makeup and fix the hair and be the models, whatever, you know, how do you think um, the church can be, be better at empowering women? I think making sure 
um, there is a balance between like men and women being in meetings or men and women being in like the brainstorming process or even like showing, um, I feel like showing like men and women also in different roles inside the videos as well Mm -hmm. um, is a big thing. And then uh, my biggest drive is just to keep getting better so that they can't say anything about it being because of my gender right right I feel like you go uh, just to keep pushing with like the skill set and stuff to again I guess prove myself which I don't know if that's necessarily like yeah the best way to come at it is to feel like you have to prove yourself Mm -hmm. but that is definitely like a mental like struggle how do you think churches that aren't aware that there's a lack of women in leadership or lack of women, you know, being recognized and honored in the church. How do you think that they can just, I guess, be made aware? I like maybe, maybe it has more so to do with like women stepping up and saying, you know, this is an issue. How do you think, I don't know. Can you speak to that a little bit? I would say, look at, look at your meetings, like literally look around the room and count yeah. like how many white men are sitting in your meetings. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's too hard. No, that's good. Um, we love it. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I feel like literally look around at the people around you. Are you surrounding yourself with different people? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a big thing about art is artists really pull from their experiences. And if you're getting all of the same experience from every single person, your creativity is going to be blocked, like immediately, like it's going to always be the same thing Mm -hmm. um, over and over hearing from the same type of people. So I would surround yourself with different um, people, add some women in there, (laughs) get some people from different backgrounds. Right, right. I Um, agree. And you'll definitely see like a boost of, um, creativity because people work different people yeah. come from different paths um they'll bring something different to the table yeah as as being a woman creative um how can you see how that shapes your perspective and some of the things you create compared to mm. not that we're like discounting you know um our brothers in christ our male yeah. creatives you know but like how can you see that shaping your perspective mm-hmm I would say definitely, especially creating like graphics, it is tricky to balance like the feminine and Mm -hmm. masculine like types of even like fonts and colors um, to try to make it appeal to the audience because I don't want to just create like super feminine um, things for a demographic of both. Um, There's definitely been... um, a lot of storytelling mm-hmm. moments where I will be like in a room interviewing um, with my coworker Kara. Um, so we're both women interviewing different um, people. It was the one instance I can think of is we were interviewing a women's small group, and they were like sharing their hearts and like being mm-hmm. super vulnerable. And I feel like we kind of created that vulnerable um, atmosphere because yeah. afterwards they were like. I've never, like, I was so nervous to be on camera, but something about you guys, like, I don't know if it's because you're girls, like, they literally Mm -hmm. said that, and we were like, yeah. That's real. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if it brings, like, a different aspect of, like, um, vulnerability or almost, like, the emotional side of God gets brought out. I don't know. Right, right. That was good. Fire. 
Yeah, cool. Can you talk a little bit about um, Shop Madeline Co., which is one of your design businesses, like your yeah. fashion brand? Very cool, because I know a lot of the stuff you put out tackles um, hot topics, um, which is really cool to see, like on T-shirts and stuff. So will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the brand is its mainly T-shirts right now. I would mm-hmm. like for it to be like other things. I don't yes. know what that looks like. Um, but it definitely is like an outlet for me to design um, things around topics and get to like research those topics and mm-hmm. then come up with like, um, I don't know, a visual for those topics. Um, the main like mission statement, I guess you would say, is to um, take labels off. So I kind of want to literally have people when they put like the shirt on with whatever saying it is I want them to be like literally walking in the truth of what they're wearing so cool um and just like take off the other like negative label that they were once wearing yeah we're gonna promote your brand um we're gonna promote shop Madeline Co because we love we love what you're doing and maybe if you're down for a collab in the future because oh yeah let's empower these women yeah Cool. Um, do you have any words of encouragement to females or just creatives in general? Um, maybe experiences you've had or just things that you've heard that are encouraging to you? I would say just don't be like anybody else. Um, I know a lot of times as women, we try to be like that boss um, babe or like the boss girl mentality. But I do think that's not always what we're all like called to do. Like sometimes we do need to just like listen and um be not timid but like there is like a tender heartedness in some of us more than the boldness so it's like finding the balance of when when to speak up and be bold but also to still be who god has called you to be and um bring the tender moments out of creativity and different things like that Thanks so much for joining us, Madeline. We really, or I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, and I hope our viewers did too. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was uh, fun to listen into that. And, you know, I honestly, can I, can I say, I love what we're trying to do here. Yes. Go women. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely okay with that. <laughs> I was going to say, Chris, keep your fingers away from the button. To <laughs> I think it's this one. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Go, go women. women. Go, go women. women. Go women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, it's about time to get out of here, but before we do, we've, I, I feel like we've started trying to do this a little bit after our, our interviews, but uh, let's just kind of take stock of where we're at. In the church, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but Lent is is underway. The observance of Lent uh, is here for for the church, the Big C Church in the world. Um, what do you guys are are you experiencing anything or feeling uh, anything or trying to do anything during this this time? I'm trying to watch less Netflix or yeah. not Netflix Peacock. Okay, and it's going well. I think I've limited myself to an hour, um, a night like before oh, bed. That's good. Yeah, that's good, Chris. I'm still giving up electricity for Lent, so yeah. Are you serious? I am serious. On purpose? On purpose. To save money? To save money. <laughs> oh, I said... Because my electric bill after I'm that snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, you know, uh, this time's different for everybody and everyone experiences it differently. So nothing wrong with that.
I think what is honest, if I'm being honest, what has kept me from fully like giving something up is I still don't necessarily understand the full extent of Lent. Yeah. And I, I yeah. I've got a book for you. Okay. So that's the one I mentioned a couple weeks ago, but on Robert Weber's book, Ancient Future Time, he goes through the entire church calendar and kind of outlines what, what that means uh, historically in the ancient church practices. And then he, he always talks about like a service he attends. So like he, he talks about going to an Ash Wednesday service. And um, so he breaks it up and like each Sunday in Lent, kind of what they're focused in. So as uh, what we've just finished up yesterday um, as the time of this recording is the third Sunday of Lent, which is a focus on repentance. Um, but ultimately Lent is, is it, it's kind of got this combinational meaning of one, it's deciding to walk with Jesus towards the cross and into death, and wow. and back to life, and because that's why it leads us up to Easter, and Lent takes us up through Good Friday, and you know the crucifixion of Jesus, and then we're officially done with Lent on Easter Sunday, you know Resurrection morning, and um, you know the ancient church they they sent their focus on baptism during this time. And so people who were in line to be baptized, um, they would go through teachings and learning. And it was actually a, a long process, much longer than uh, what, what we do today. But um, it was all built towards readying them for water baptism, which would happen on Easter Sunday, on Resurrection Sunday. And um, so that's kind of the, the history of the story behind it. But I mean, throughout time, like there's pilgrimages taken, you know, people will take walks to Jerusalem or they would, you know, you know, go to these these holy places. Um, so a pilgrimage I, from my couch to the fridge. Yeah, that's great. No, I'm, <laughs> kidding, the name I'm kidding, of I'm Jesus. kidding, I'm kidding, hallelujah. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, so I think that that's kind of some of the general ideas, but really it's about figuring out how we can turn our heart back to, to Christ and realize maybe the ways we've let things of this world interfere with our relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus. And so that's why it's usually built around fasting or it's built around giving something up is it's because we're, we're making a, a very physical and symbolic gesture of, you know, I'm willing to give this up, you know, to, to embrace more of Christ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we're be real about it, we embrace more of Christ by uh, embracing less of ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, denying ourselves. And so that's why usually fasting or maybe uh, uh, giving, you know, giving more uh, finances or giving more time towards volunteerism or towards the church, you see those things happen uh, more often during the season. But I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's built to be about self-discipline and it's built to be about denial and it's built to be about sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so it's not necessarily anything people are ready for. You know, people are ready for Advent um, because it means, you know, we're, we're about to celebrate Christmas and yeah. the birth of mm -hmm. our Savior. Um, sometimes it's harder to, to celebrate this season. Well, well, and then Advent too, it's like we're, Christ is coming, like we're receiving mm -hmm. Christ. And yeah. then... Lent's more so like Christ giving himself up. Yeah. We're always I, eager to yeah. receive. You know, like in, in a lot of churches who, who will traditionally observe this time, like the the series of sermons and the series of weekends are built, they're, they're generally more dark in tone. Mm -hmm. um, like the colors uh, that they use in the church will be darker and the, the songs they sing might be more in minor keys, um, you know, and, and they, they really will embrace kind of a moment of darkness leading up to Good Friday when, you know, a traditional church, a Good Friday service will be in almost total darkness yeah. just to, to symbolize um, what, you know, what it felt like when, when the savior of the world was gone, you right. know, um, it's, it's a symbolic way to, to, to show a very real moment. 
Um, so I, you know, I think it's beautiful and I think there's room in the church to embrace a lot of those ideas. Yeah. Um, and do them in a creative way. You know? I like that a lot. I like that they take on a darker tone of things. Because if you look at churches who don't really follow that same structure, everything mm-hmm. is like awesome. happy-go-lucky. Mm-hmm. Everything is awesome. Yeah. Like Jesus died on the cross. And it's yeah. like, I don't think, uh, what was, something was happening. I was listening to a sermon and like the speaker mentioned the cross. And I, you could just tell through the podcast how the whole room like carried the weight of that. Like they understood the yeah. weight of the cross. And I don't think... You know, bust out the confetti. Jesus was crucified. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I just, I, I'm, I probably sound like someone who's like, well, I just wish we could go back to the first century and, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. I'm not that type of person, but I just think there's room for us to embrace more ancient practices mm-hmm. um, that are biblically based. They are founded in, in, in what we follow in scripture. Um, and so I just think there's room. And like I said, I think there are creative ways to do that. So maybe if you're a church, isn't, you know, high church, if it's not built around the church calendar, I think there's still opportunities to, to observe a good Friday or have a good Friday service. Right. Um, and, and I mean, you know, I mean, we've got all the theatrics in the world, like you can have a service in darkness now, you know, and just have a, your led cross lit up, you know, like, and it's, it's, that's a creative way to symbolically show what this story really meant. Cause right. at that moment, mm-hmm. the story wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that moment, I mean, really God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit were the only ones who knew what was going on. You know, everyone else was shrouded in darkness. And so, um, yeah, anyway, so creative ways to to observe things in Scripture, I think. Yep. Um, I think there's always room to do that more. Agreed. Yeah. So um, I don't really know how we transition out of that except for... Tomorrow, as of as of the date of this release, March 9th, we have our first recreate event. And uh, it's a, yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Here we go. Nobody claps for that short, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> have you ever watched the Golden Globes? Oh, yes. <laughs> I tried. It's a train wreck. Well. <laughs> but um but you know, we're excited about this event. It'll be at Edmund Spring Creek Assembly. From 6.30 to 8.30. Um, it, it will be different uh, in nature than anything we've done in the past. And uh, we're kind of keeping things shrouded in secrecy a little bit. We want you to be a little surprised maybe uh, when you come in, if, if, if you show up. And so we do hope you'll come. It's free. But um, we kind of got to thinking. Um, it's crazy to think about. But it's literally been a year since like we've we've had any activities due to a global pandemic. Since and, huh? COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was late on that one. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a weird, we're kind of just talking about like, I mean, it's been a year guys. Like, what do you think about that? 2020 doesn't exist. It, it kind of, <laughs> it almost feels that way. I doesn't just it? literally see sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the first half of the year, it was crazy. I just, ugh. Yikes. Exactly. Yeah. That's the, the feeling. Like everything between, my the last concert I went to in like the winter of 2020 till December of 2020 it was all blur. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's crazy how fast time flies. And you know, our last in-person event was in January of 2020, and then we we were embracing having one in March, and then we had to move it online. You know, thinking, all right, this is probably just going to be this one. 
you know, we, we had had a workshop planned for May and we're like, we're keeping it. And then after a couple of weeks, we're like, nope, we're moving it online. And then everything kind of just got put on pause. And But it's just crazy to think it, it's been a year. Can I ask you guys this? This, I, I, this is kind of out of left field because um, I just thought of it. But do you feel like in the last year you've been able to learn or grow um, through this process? Or has it just been a, a terror? <laughs> For me, it's been definitely I've grown more like in my kind of skill set as like what I like to do like photo and video all that mm-hmm. because I was um well not out of boredom but like I couldn't go and do anything so yeah. I'm like I'm gonna use my time to do this and so I I worked with the time that was given to me so yeah maybe you felt like you had more time to devote to learning yeah 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 I think I learned well I know I learned I know it sounds corny and like probably new agey, but like to address how I'm feeling. I'm a part of that. I think in COVID, a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, we can't wait for the new normal. Or wait, we can't wait to get back to normal Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And there was so much anxiety and chaos. And I still think people aren't willing to address um, themselves and even in the church. Um, And in that, like, if you dwell on that for too long, it can be pretty depressing. But when you realize that you aren't in control and that God's completely in control, which last year I know a lot of people were freaking out, but I was big chilling. I was like, <laughs> listen, it is what it is. Yeah. It's going to it's gonna turn out, you know, it's just going to be fine. And I mean, we're here and yeah, there's been, you know, so many deaths and disease and uh, violence and disunity and all that stuff. But like, it sounds bad. But like we made it and it, that stuff isn't going to end sadly. Yeah. Well, I think that's true. I mean, it's, these things aren't going to end and they're definitely not going to end on their own. You know, like, I mean, we've, we've hit a point where it'll take a supernatural, um, you know, cause (laughs) for, for things to change in an ultimately positive manner. But, and, uh, you know, we're sitting here, like we, we all know, um, I, I think we all believe like we're, we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel, but it's not like it's over. Right. You know, and like, so having this event, we're not having an event in the name of like, everything's over. So, Hey, Mm -hmm. come on out. Like, you know, we're going to try to be cautious. We, we want you to uh, feel safe at at these events. So we're, Mm -hmm. we're definitely going to be observant of that. Um, But at the same time, you know, we're given an opportunity maybe to meet in person. And because I, I I think if anything, I've learned that um, you can't, you just can't replicate those, the community online. Mm-hmm. Um, online is a great tool and it's a great way to get content out, but it doesn't replicate the community. Right. And, um, you know, the church in America was forced to embrace that, uh, for, for a while in 2020. And uh, a lot of places it's, it's, it's more, you're more able to come, come in person and meet in person. And I think we're realizing the value of that, you know, but we will, uh, continue to try to be safe, continue to try to observe those things um, because we're seeing lights at the end of the tunnel as far as the pandemic goes, but I think we still have a, a ways to go before we can just, you know, act like nothing's happening. Yeah. Um, that's my opinion. I'll just say that, but I want you listener to know we'll do what we can to make sure you feel safe uh, to, to meet in person, you know, but it's just crazy to think it's been a year. Lots happened, mm-hmm. and yet it feels like nothing's happened in some ways, you know? Just sweatpants and SpaghettiOs. That's all I see. It makes me like, <laughs> 2020 summed up. I'm like trapped in my house. Oof. 
Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, everyone had a different experience and we definitely, um, people who experience real hardship. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we definitely don't want to take that lightly. And, um, but we do hope and we believe, you know, uh, this is, this is the thing you, you said at Kyler, you know, God is bigger than all this and, mm-hmm. um, ultimately he is in control. And, uh, you know, that's, I, I hope people's faith maybe has been strengthened in a lot of ways, you know, realizing that, um, any hope we had in, in a human, um, I don't want to say the word savior, but like any, any hope we've had in like hum, the human condition to be morally good. Oof. Um, I think we saw a lot of ways in the last year that that's just not going to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a savior, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it takes God, it takes, uh, a belief in, in Jesus Christ, I think, to be able to ultimately be good and to show the world good. And so, uh, hopefully we can learn how to do that mm-hmm. as, as followers of him. Yeah. I will say like this because sometimes I don't like saying God's in control because then it sounds like he's just like moving all the pieces, mm-hmm. which he's in a sense, but God is sovereign. Oh yeah, he's yeah. above everything, and yeah. he's not like playing us like chess or something. Yeah, like we're not we're not pieces of a game, right. or anything like that. He'll let us, you know, succumb to our own consequences. I guess. Yeah, does well, that make sense? Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's it's it's. It, I, I said it a second ago on the the Lent thing, but you know, I mean, being a follower of Jesus is about denying ourselves mm-hmm. and embracing his way of life right. and, and following him. And, and everything he asks us to do is everything opposite the world mm-hmm. asks us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, his, his desire for our mentality on life is completely different than the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps set up the sovereignty of God, you know, in that, you know, yeah, it's not a game. It's not, it's not pieces he's pulling around, Yeah. Um, but he's giving us an opportunity to create a new way of life mm-hmm. and to follow a way of life um, that is so unlike the world that it's challenging to, to feel like you're not part of the world. Um, I think that's something I've been dealing with lately. Um, but anyway, yeah, cool. Well, cool. March 9th, be there at Edmund Spring Creek. Uh, it's totally free. And uh, we, we hope you'll show up. It's going to be a fun night. Um, and a different experience. I think it'll be a little bit different than, than normal. So, but anyway, I guess we better wrap it up and get out of here real fast. Uh, here on the run sheet, we, we kind of passed over it, but Kyler, did you want to talk about Lady Gaga's missing dogs? Oh my gosh. Bless her heart. It's actually really sad. Yeah. Real quick. You read about it? Yeah. Oh man, man. Yeah. Just, you know, I know she doesn't know the Lord, but like prayers for Lady Gaga and prayers for her dog, like sitter too, because he got shot. Yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of, um, I will say the first story I read and I kind of felt terrible. Um, but the first story I read was Lady Gaga's dogs missing. And I was like, well, that just seems like a bad headline. Right. Same, and then I click, well, then mm-hmm. I click on it and I'm like, a dude got shot. Yeah. Yeah, like, I was like, shouldn't that be the, the, the story? Like, They're like, but the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I'm like, again, going back to the human condition, I'm like that. I think that tells us something. Uh, oof, true. But, um, uh, you know, I mean, we just hope the best for everybody. Right. Praise yeah. for Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. Um, may she come to know the Lord. Amen. <laughs> they did. Listen, it happened to Justin Bieber. You know how long I've been praying for Ariana Grande? It's been a minute. <laughs> hey, I was an intercessory pray. prayer warrior for Justin Bieber. I can. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. oh, you're kidding? No. <laughs> oh, well, I thought you were being serious. It's like, how noble she's praying for these people. I was. You I were. Am. I am. I am. <laughs> now I'm confused. <laughs> I was praying for Justin Bieber. 
Okay. A well, bit. I mean, every now and then I'll say pray for Ariana. Well, I think they all need prayer too, right? True. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, uh, we better get out of here. And uh, for producer Chris, Chris, do you have any last words that you just, sometimes you're just quiet on the mic. Stay gold, pony boy. Wow. There it is. And girls. <laughs> pony girls. <laughs> pony girls. Kyler, any last words? Life is short. Stun it. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I got nothing to add to that. (laughs) So I will see you guys next week, and uh, have a good one. Hope to see you March 9th at our event.